0: Welcome to the world of fiction, where we're lying, but that's okay. One prepared host, two neurodivergent nerds, two authors dig deeper into the lies that expose truths. If you're a fan of fiction with a curious mind, tune in each week for discussions on speculative worlds, fandom, the industry, and creating.
1: Let's talk about game adaptations. I'm your prepared host, J.S. Garrity.
0: And I'm the host who's winging it, Ludlow Adams.
1: For our new listeners out there, every week I choose and prepare a topic because I'm a researcher and a planner.
0: And I find out the topic uh, half an hour before because I'm an improviser and good on my feet.
1: All right, let's get into it. So, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: So we're talking about not necessarily games that have been adapted from other sources, but, um, film and TV that has been adapted from games. Yeah. So games were the original source.
0: Yeah. Well, there's also another example, um, of the opposite direction. And that is, um, just something I want to, I want to touch on really quickly. Like, Mm -hmm. The Evil Dead was trying to wrap up their story after Army of Darkness in a in a PlayStation game or something, some mm-hmm. kind of a console mm-hmm. game, where it, it talks about Ash going back in time and trying to stop the Necronomicon from ever getting written or something. And so, you know, sometimes that, that can be a little fluid. Um, mm-hmm. People will kind of go back and forth on that. But yeah, um, games getting turned into uh movies and television shows is is definitely a thing um okay. and to our listeners this is all kinds of games this isn't just computer games or video games it's you know board games role playing games yeah. you name it um and Dungeons and Dragons has been done a few times mm-hmm. and uh we're getting another one coming up uh sometime in this year of 2023 and in so we March March we'll of 2023. That oh, is it March? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah honor
1: think, among yeah. thieves. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it looks good.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, it's funny though. There's um a, a detail that some D and D nerds are are getting up in arms about, and it's um the druid character turns into an owl bear, um and mm-hmm. an owl bear for anybody who isn't aware of that is a exactly what it sounds like. It's a giant owl crossed with a bear. Um and druid form isn't supposed to allow that and some people are up in arms about it and then other people are like yeah but if the dm says it's okay uh, then it's okay and you can do it and that's totally totally workable in a game mm-hmm. so and is
1: is that because an owl bear is considered a beast rather than an animal yeah yeah
0: okay yeah. or something along those lines yeah it's mm-hmm. a it's a whatever instead of an animal yeah
1: yeah yeah, which anyone who's played a lot of D and D, you know, rules get broken all the time if the DM says yeah. so. Yeah, DM is king. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I I often think that um, some D some new players are are like a little bit more by the book than the generation that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, that's okay. There's there's more than enough space for everybody as long as everybody understands. Mm-hmm. Other people are going to do it different sometimes. So
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's definitely not how I play. I I ignore a lot of the rules and sometimes I get in trouble um yeah. with my husband who I I've only ever played in games that he's DM'd, so yeah, I I keep him on his toes and drive him yeah. crazy sometimes, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: there is another eight hundred pound gorilla in the room right now, and that is uh Henry Cavill's announcement that he is going to um executive produce something in the world of Warhammer forty K yep. on Amazon Prime mm-hmm. if the negotiations between Amazon Prime and Games Workshop, who is the company that owns those IPs, um, if that all goes correctly. Yeah. Or goes well. So Yeah, that one, um, you know, Henry's been a a geek and has been completely Mm -hmm. open about that for for a long time. Yeah. Um, And in a lot of cases, uh, doing press tour and stuff, he'd be like, hold on a second. I have to say this, this chandelier over here looks just like a Blackstone Fortress. And that's this thing in in Warhammer 40K. And you could see the the panic on the interviewer's faces (laughs) in, in a lot of these cases. Like, what do we do? What, like, how do I... How do I handle this? And mm-hmm. you know, just Henry like Cavill's else. one. We
1: we should talk more about him um, in yeah. the future because th- there's been a lot going on with him recently. Um, yeah. Yeah. In you know fantasy current events. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he's executive producing. Um, right. If you know, granted everything goes through okay. Yeah. And starring. Yes. In a potential yeah. series. And I guess Amazon has put him in the place of executive producing anything they do within the Warhammer 40K. So if they did a film, if they did yeah. um, a f- any franchising kind of stuff, yeah. he's he's in charge.
0: So a lot of our biggest fears. So I, I have been messing around with Warhammer 40K for about 30 years now. Um, so a little bit. I I think a lot of us our biggest fear is that they're immediately going to jump in and do a space Marine uh, movie or project. And space Marines are genetically engineered super soldiers of the Imperium of mankind in the year 42,000, I think, because it's supposed to be 40,000 years in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the, the thing is that, they're not necessarily the best vehicle for storytelling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they're great vehicles for doing some really interesting, you know, visual stuff, mm-hmm. but unless they get into one of the chapters, so chapters are groups of about a thousand space Marines. Um, they're what they're limit. They're supposed to be limited to this in order to limit their potential political and combat power so they can't, like, take over the Imperium or something. Mm-hmm. They used to be done in legions where they would have ten, hundred, thousand, or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that, that stops like 10,000 years before game present or IP present. Mm-hmm. But they're, you know, they're designed and bred for war and that's it. So um, you know, they they get the the people the the regular humans who try to become space Marines. And if they pass all these challenges, they get all of these new organs put into them and they get their genetic, uh, their genetics changed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but we, a lot of us are thinking that it might make more sense to do something in the world of like, the inquisitors who run around and fight the demons mm. and the heretics and the aliens, who are trying to destroy the Imperium of Man from within. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is there are no good guys in Warhammer 40k. None. The Imperium of Man is like the worst fascist regime we've ever seen on Earth, magnified by a thousand. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just horrific. But well, it's, it's the considered.
1: Only thing. Is it considered the first Grimdark? Warhammer? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's what I so, thought.
0: So, Warhammer is really where Grimdark came from, and mm-hmm. in fact, Grimdark comes from the... Uh, from what they put in the beginning of all of the books. If you give me half a second...
1: Yeah, I, just, just say that again because you got a lot quieter when you moved away.
0: Oh, yeah, sorry. So, <laughs> Grimdark actually even comes out of one of the, uh, out of the the very beginning of what they put in all of their books, uh, their novels, even their, their game books and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. It, it really, okay. Well, maybe not in, oh, here it is. Um, I'm not going to read out the whole thing. Just this one sentence, forget the promise of progress and understanding for in the grim, dark future, there is only war. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you know, mankind is trillions and trillions and trillions of people, Mm -hmm. but you know, there's probably billions, if not hundreds of billions in arms at any given moment, fighting against aliens and, The corrupting uh, corrupting power of the four chaos gods. Well, kind of five chaos gods, but Mm -hmm. more four.
1: So for those who don't know, would you mind just giving a quick overview of what kind of a game um, Warhammer is?
0: Yeah. Uh, So it's a miniatures war game. Um, There's a wonderful clip on YouTube where he tries to explain this to Graham Norton um and Graham Norton is trying to pick on him and uh but Tom Holland is also uh in one of the chairs with Graham Norton who is a um a talk show host on BBC and does some phenomenal stuff and uh Tom Holland gets all excited about it and is like I w- I want to do this too but it's a miniatures game so you collect miniatures you build them you paint them you put them into armies and then you fight battles against other people mm-hmm. Um, not all miniatures games follows that template though. There's skirmish games, which means rather than fifty or a hundred models on a side, you might have five or six. There's cooperative games. There's semi-cooperative games. There's you know all all kinds of different ways of being able to play some of these games. Mm-hmm. Um, but GW or Games Workshop is kind of the biggest beast. Um, in the block, in the world, I think it's the biggest. Um. It's still the largest miniatures company in the world. They very much do a, you know, me versus you kind of game Mm -hmm. for everything.
1: Uh, So from what I understand is it's it's different from like Dungeons & Dragons miniatures because you don't...